Hey fellow tennis nerds and welcome to this a little bit different vlog style video. I wanted to talk a bit about my tennis story, what I'm working on in my own game and uh, where I am in my tennis journey. Might not be interesting to all of you, I hope it's interesting to some of you and I'm waiting on gear to uh, come for more reviews if reviews is what you're into. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about this time that I haven't been able to review rackets. I've just been kind of stuck with what I have and it's been pretty great for me to improve my tennis that way. I've been playing with my soft drives, customized soft drives and with lots of lead tape on them because they're 270 grams unstrung. Uh, they have some varying grip sizes so I've tried to match them using kind of heat shrink sleeves and and wait and I'm soon getting there at least I have like two three that are close enough uh, to be taking into a tournament I'm playing my next tournament in September we'll see how that goes as you know I've been working with a mental coach uh, which I've done a podcast about uh, Filippo and his team uh, so you can listen to that if you're interested in growing your mental strength when it comes to my tennis on court I've been working out quite a bit I've been playing a lot of uh, doing a lot of drills playing a lot of tennis, uh, really tried to get my game together. It's been a lot easier playing with just one racket, just using the soft drive for, a, you know, a week or two. And that's really helped a lot. I can just focus on my game and not so much on testing new gear. I've been playing around a bit with strings. Generally, I'm quite happy with this Technifiber Triax, pretty high price point string. I've published the first part of my review in my previous video, but I really like this string. It's a possible switch for me, uh, despite the price point and that it's now close to breaking after eight hours but if i can uh, can get around eight hours of solid playing time where i really enjoy it and feel like i get a lot of control i'm pretty happy with that uh, i've been trying to hit quite hard and pretty long sessions so it's it's not the most durable but hopefully durable enough many police lose a lot of tension after a certain amount of time as well so but more string reviews to come and the part two of the Technifiber Triax string as I'm trying to find my kind of go-to string for the soft drive. But that's definitely a candidate. Um, I've been kind of derailed in general with all my tennis gear reviews. It's been really screwing up my technique at times. And uh, I've, I've been getting roasted sometimes on YouTube. Also been getting a lot of nice comments. Uh, I'm trying to take it constructively and really try to improve using the feedback I get and sometimes they're re really good advice so thanks to all of you who, who give feedback and have really solid comments I al always appreciate when there's constructive criticism and not only just trolling and being negative because I, I never said I'm, I'm a pro player of any kind. I kind of the self-taught tennis player, so I wanted to really talk about my tennis story for a, for a short bit. Started playing around seven years old, I played a couple of years in a group coaching thing, was not the most fun experience, I didn't have the best coach, I did other sports, football, table tennis, floorball, chess, uh, chess was the one thing really where I got immediate results, just came more natural to me, so I stayed with it, improved. Became one of the top players in my age in Sweden and as a junior traveled the world to play chess tournaments and compete in world and European championships for juniors and so on. Pretty great, very nice experience to travel the world at, at a young age and, and learn a lot about life and stuff. Did play some tennis on the side, not much. I went to the US to study, uh, studied journalism in Washington DC and Virginia and so my kind of chess career, whatever you want to call it, took a backseat. Uh, I was lucky to get an internship at a talk radio news station where I worked in the Congress and the White House for a while. 
Uh, so I thought that was what I would devote my career and life to, being a journalist, a political journalist. Uh, but after that weird and wondrous time, I got back to Sweden. I wasn't that excited about journalism anymore. Um, and chess was not at the top of my mind, although I still played. So I got back into tennis. I worked in marketing and I got back into tennis. We started playing with my stepfather, actually. Started just playing a few hours every week on the clay courts close to where I lived. Um, pretty amateurish players at the time. This was early 2000s. Uh, could hit a ball, but that's about it. This was at kind of the time where Federer came into his own and started ruling the tennis world. So that was really inspirational to watch someone master the game the way he did. And he was obviously kind of tearing players apart at that stage. He was really uh, on a level of his own in the mid-2000s. And that really helped. So everybody wanted to copy Federer at that time. I think that's why a lot of players transitioned or, or started using a one-handed backhand and, and I did so myself as well at this time and uh, my passion for the sport grew I really liked getting out on the court and sweating and I always liked exercise and, and working hard so and that's what you have what you have to do on a tennis court especially if your technique is not very good and uh, so my passion grew I moved to Malta 2007 for a marketing job Tennis was one of the things I actually looked forward to doing. Uh, has, Malta has at least 300 days of sunshine a year, so it's a perfect sport for the climate. Courts are not always the best, you know, usually concrete, not many clay courts here. But the, accessi the accessibility and pricing are excellent compared to Sweden, so it's very easy to get out and play, and uh, that makes it easier. Especially if you live in Stockholm, it's always an issue to find empty courts, I, I found when I lived there a while ago. Uh, so I kept playing a steady rate a couple of times a week. Um, at that time, there weren't a lot of like great YouTube content around, obviously. Uh, that was a new thing. And these days, you can really improve yourself by watching YouTube coaches. You can get a top court subscription. There's so many different internet coaches um, that do a really good job of, uh, of teaching you tennis. And um, the, the biggest issue is, is finding the one that you kind of resonate with and that kind of speaks to you and that you think does a good job at explaining technique and, and how to improve. But there's so much, there are different tools, there's content, there's all kinds of things to improve your tennis that wasn't around back then. You needed to go to a coach, uh, which was usually quite expensive, a bit expensive for me probably. So it was definitely a bit more difficult to improve, especially compared to today. That's what would be my, my point there. It took me a long time before I realized I had to really put some effort in and work with coaches and try to improve that way. Uh, I was a bit just stuck in this mode of playing, you know, sets and matches and not really improving. Even if you play twice a weekend, but you just play like a couple of different partners and you play sets and matches, you're not going to take the, the next step in your tennis game. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. If you like the competitive aspect of tennis, it's, it's great and you get exercise, of course, but if you really want to improve and, and improve your tennis technique and your footwork and so on, I really think you need to either put time in with a coach or record yourself and watch a lot of YouTube videos with knowledgeable coaches and, and look at what you're doing and try to compare and try to find a way. I definitely think it's if you have a great coach, that's a, a really optimal way. But if you don't have a great coach, there are ways to improve yourself. I think I've made the biggest strides in my game on my own, uh, which um, I've you know been been helped at times by by coaches like VJ and Nick that we did the Tennis Nerd Academy videos with a while back. Uh, but in general, I've done most of the hard work myself. I have had to do that, and I think that's the case for most people. 
trying to get a really good understanding of different techniques and what would suit your game and how you could take your stroke and, and improve it and what you're doing wrong to really try to isolate different areas of your game. I've done videos before on the issues I've had with my forehand, uh, especially due to my constant switching of tennis rackets and strings and gear. It's really been confusing because you try to adapt to the racket and the string setup. And while you, you would want the racket to adapt to your style, but instead I've, I've really let the racket do all the talking, which is not very smart. Uh, if I had picked a racket a long time ago and just focused on that and focused on improving, I think I've uh, it, it, the process would have been less frustrating and probably would have been a bit faster. Now it's taken me a lot of headache, a lot of work to, to get where I am today, which is definitely not fantastic in any way, but at least I've noticed myself uh, some significant improvements the last six months, uh, which uh, I'm really happy about. And one, one reason I wanted to to do more videos about that and about the process of improving yourself and, and how you can work to improve your own game. Um, if you're only into tennis rackets and strings and that's why you follow Tennis Nerd, that's fine too. I just wanted to do a little bit more other style of content as well, uh, especially now that I, I haven't been able to get rackets as readily. I've been waiting for Hazel rackets and for um, other new models from other brands for a while and they seem to be stuck in um, post offices somewhere. It's just this COVID situation, it, it screws up a, a lot of the, the postal services here it seems like and it's tricky for me to get reviews and demos. Uh, so I've tried to now focus on other things which have been very good for me. I mean, sometimes you can be forced to do things that are actually beneficial to your own life or your own game or whatever you want to focus on. But uh, in this case, I think it actually helped, although it might not have helped my YouTube follower numbers or my ability to kind of shell out new content every other day or so. So um, I, you have to be a bit patient when it comes to new reviews. Um, it's not been the easiest time to get these rackets over to Malta. If I lived in a bigger country, it would have been much easier, but that's not the case. So I, I try to focus on other things now and try to improve my tennis and do it for that selfish reason. And hopefully uh, some of you enjoyed that process and the journey and uh, would like to see more of that stuff. And if not, please comment below, but uh, I would try to kind of spread out a little bit and do other types of content as well. So one learning is not to adapt your technique to the racket you should use the racket that kind of works with your technique and then grow with that that's really a key advice that screwed me up for a long time and after a while my arm arm started to tell me to stop switching rackets i i got some pretty bad forearm pain tennis elbow had to focus on rehab while trying to figure out what the hell i do wrong on my forehand especially and I found a good physio, luckily. I bought a flex bar, which is perhaps the best purchase of, of my tennis life. Started wearing compression sleeves for a while. I was really focused on warming up correctly and then icing afterward. And I started watching lots of instructional videos on YouTube to understand the technical elements of my game. Also watched my own footage. Although that was pretty painful at times. I can cringe when I look back a year or so and I watch my technique, which is it's pretty bad at times. Although I do know a lot about rackets because I was really obsessing about that for a long time, for many years, ever since I started Tennis Nerd in 2011 or so. it's uh, It's been quite detrimental to my own technical development and that's on me because I should have focused on that a bit more, but better late than never, I guess. So what's really been kind of coming together is that uh, I found a solid and reliable hitting partner in Mike who always wants to work on his game as well. So this really helps. It's something I can recommend 
find a hitting partner on your similar level to you, do different drills, play points, hit serves, just train, focus on different things, footwork, whatever. You can get drills from all kinds of sources online. And I will also publish some drills that I've been doing and the new drills that I'm learning and so on. There's plenty of drills on top court that I'm, I'm borrowing and trying to, to put into my own game, as well as YouTube, if you don't want to pay for a subscription there. So there are lots of resources out there you just need to kind of focus on improving your game if that's what you want to do with your tennis that's going to help you a whole lot more than just this you know eternal journey for finding a racket and a string setup that takes out your best tennis it's better to say to use something that you feel pretty confident with that feels pretty good nothing is perfect you're not going to find perfect some people might do but still i think it's better to focus on your game as well all the time that should be the kind of guiding star your game your fitness and so on and then the racket should be secondary although it does play a role of course we all know that but it's also not the key role it's not the lead role in this film of your tennis life so please keep that in mind this my what really helped me was just using the soft drive I struggled with it with my one-handed backhand, the 100 square inch head size plays on my head and the, I mean I start doubting it at times but when I just really not think about it and I just work on my tennis things usually fall into place and I enjoy it a lot more and leaving the tennis court second guessing and thinking about whoa should I play with this racket should I play with another racket what is the racket doing to my game and so on is it can be really difficult and quite frustrating and I've had a lot of times when I almost wanted to quit tennis because that journey is so frustrating so I can really recommend you which I do in all my consultations as well to really put a pretty significant testing period and make sure you get a racket that you feel pretty happy with over a time and commit to that and uh, then you start working on your tennis I mean you should do that continuously but if you're not happy with your racket it's worth putting a month or so into finding a proper one for you that really works that you feel happy with and then you can kind of go back into focusing on your tennis because if you're switching rackets all the time you're not going to play your best tennis i know this very well from experience and i've been watching mike for example now who's trying to switch from one vocal to the other vocal and all the specs changes and everything around which exact grip size and grip shape he should use really started to bother him for a while and uh, I'm just trying to give him some ideas about not getting stuck with that because it's it's really can get quite dark when you're into the jungle of, of tennis gear and, and trying to find what's going to bring out that last one percent when if you work on your own tennis you can get 10 15 20 percent better uh, while the racket maybe gives you five so um, that's something you should always uh, keep in mind and it's something I, I've really been learning and, and working with these last couple of months. So I'm enjoying tennis more than ever. Uh, I've, I've been improving and the more you improve, the more fun it gets. That's something that really is the case with tennis, I find, because it's such a difficult sport. So the more you can control the ball, the more you can move well and the more you can, you know, play a more varied type of game the more you enjoy tennis and uh, also the work on my mental uh, mental game has helped because I wasn't the most competitive guy and I'm not M winning matches doesn't matter the most to me but I I'm trying to find kind of a more of a strong spirit to fight on the tennis court even if I know it's in in the you know whole 
perspective of things, a pretty pointless match. Still trying to find that extra percentage just to fight and work hard. And that my work with, with mental tennis really helped in that sense because it really put the spotlight on some of my weaknesses and, and tried to improve them. Um, so the lack of rackets uh, to review has helped me quite a bit. Uh, I guess they will uh, by next week I should be, be getting some new rackets as far as I know, but it depends on this COVID situation. But it's been good for me just to use one racket, focus on that, and, and work on my game instead. I will not stop reviewing. I still find tennis gear enjoyable. I like being able to give uh, pretty decent consultation and advice because I have tried most of the stuff out on the market. So that really helps and I want to keep doing that. But I also want to do other types of content if you're like me and perhaps struggling. I'm just a kind of self-taught in a way tennis player who, who loved the sport, who really would like to, to work with the sport in some way full time. It's the reason I started Tennis Nerd. I like writing about tennis. I like watching tennis. I like pretty much everything about tennis. And that's why I'm here today talking to you and uh, if you feel the same it's really nice to be able to connect with you tennis nerds all over and uh, I use nerd in this t sense as a very positive uh, thing I think it's very positive to have a passion in life and something you really feel happy when you do uh, so get more enjoyment more happiness out of your sport and it's going to bring more more joy in your life so I think that's really important we all have different personal reasons for why we play tennis. My tennis story is that I love pretty much all aspects of it. Uh, lately I've realized that I've often focused on the wrong things in competitions and in practice. And now I want to grow uh, as a person through tennis, but also as a player uh, in tennis. So uh, this was a quite personal video, a little bit maybe strange. Uh, there's a, a um, written version of all this on TennisNerd.net. Uh, I felt like I needed to do a video as well. It's with some mixed footage, recent footage and uh, more stuff to come next week but I just wanted to do this kind of a Friday feel video with my tennis story. If you have a tennis story that you want to share please use the contact us form on tennisnerd.net and you can be featured on Instagram or Facebook and tennisnerd.net with your story. I think it's nice for, for players to share their their background in tennis and what makes them love the game and so on and um, doesn't have to be long and doesn't have to be uh, great it's just uh, nice to to hear from different tennis players all over the world what brought them to this beautiful sport that's all for this video i just wanted to say that i appreciate all of you i've learned a lot from some of you who comment uh, with good advice tips feedback and so on uh, so thanks for that i also really appreciate all the nice words and encouragement i get it really helps a lot and makes me more dedicated towards uh, Tennis Nerd and to help players find more enjoyment from the, the sport and from their journey in it. That's all for this one, guys and girls. Have a nice day and don't forget to play some tennis.